630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. Now, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. It is 7.07. Reed Wilkins with you. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Inside Sports on 6.30. Chad, a little bit of a shorter edition. We're going until 8, but there'll plenty of sports content from uh, 8 to 9. The Eskimo Show with uh, Dave Campbell is coming up. You can text 6.30, phone number 780-496-0063. You've heard about this uh, Chris Sale story, Kellen Kennedy? Uh, No, I haven't. Dude... Do tell. This year's American League All-Star starting pitcher has been suspended by the team after intentionally cutting up the White Sox throwback jerseys they were supposed to wear Saturday. Chris Sale was immediately sent home, missing his start. Manager Robin Ventura downplaying the impact the outburst will have on Sale and the team. You know, this is not the first one, so I think, you know, for him, he he has the ability to come back here and pitch. Sale called out the team's GM earlier in the year after he refused to allow Adam LaRoche to bring his son into the clubhouse. The White Sox are believed to be shopping Sale ahead of the trade deadline. Line. Ryan Burrow, ABC News, Chicago. Yeah, so he didn't want to wear these jerseys, so he mutilated them. The, now we're talking the, the throwbacks. Those are the ones that are white and have the word socks on the front of them, right? No, the, these were blue ones. Oh, okay. So they wore right. the they wore the white ones with socks on the front. I think uh, I think the ones he cut up were blue ones from '76. Okay. So then he didn't pitch that night. They they used relievers. I think they used six relievers yeah. instead, and they wore the the white ones with the socks across yeah. the front. Instead. See, I'm thinking about the ones from '83 or '86 or whatever they were. From yeah, the '83. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so that's one way to I guess show disapproval <laughs> for something your employer wants to do. It's another way to or get you a first way uh, first class one way ticket to like. I would have happened to me at Blockbuster Video if I just would have said, I don't want to wear the blue golf shirt with the yellow collar. I'm just going to cut it up. Baseball Siberia. Boy, Lon Teasdale, my old <laughs> district manager, wouldn't have, wouldn't have liked that. Uh, yeah, I would have been I would have been renting movies in the... Uh, I, take, some, I, I don't know if there was a Blockbuster in it. You, you went from... Nudivit. Yeah, you would have went from Tuck to Yuck Tuck. You would have went from... Baffin block, Island. <laughs> you would have, yeah. would have been on the Baffin Island Blockbuster. You would have went from Blockbuster to, like, Sunny's on Stony Plain Road somewhere or something. Small mom and pops. <laughs> What's that? I don't know. I just made up a name of a place. That's all. <laughs> I just said you're going from the big chain to, like, some mom and pop store on Stony Plain Road. Oh, I see. Yeah. You're like the, uh, the corner store. Yeah. Uh, Matt Hendricks in a minute here. We got an interesting text. Don't know who this is from. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm just looking at this person's past text. This person should have signed their name because th- this is a uh, this is definitely a text of the night nominee. This is a good one. This is uh, this is an out of left field text. I'm going to read it. Here we go. <laughs> You'll like this one, Kellen. Hey, Reed, can you confirm or deny the rumor? Okay. A bronze statue of you holding a football between two Panthers will be built outside of the Ched Studios. Uh. Like, what? what, what? <laughs> so, somebody's been working on that. 
First of all, uh, I can deny that rumor. Yeah. The statue will actually be on the corner of 100th Street and Jasper Avenue. Yeah. Because, more people will see it. Well, and unfortunately, it's a delayed because of all the Pokemon Go stuff right now. Apparently, it's wow, like a why gym. Would you, why would that de delay building a well, you, statue? You can't build on top of people standing on top of the spot where you want to put the statue. Oh. If you have like 20 people in a group, like, you know, people huddle up to to play at like gyms and, and stuff, right? So it's a fun game. I wouldn't know. I think I, I, I went to the... Um Went to the legislature ground last night. By the way, it's great there, yeah. under, underneath uh, 108th Avenue and 99th Street yeah, with the, with the yeah. fountains. I haven't been there people, yet, but I've heard A lot good of things. people looking at their phones. I think they were catching Pokemon. Yeah. I yeah. was not. I've seen pictures online that stuff. It actually looks like a lot of fun out there. I should try it one day. So. All right. So the Oil Country Championship, things are rolling there at the Glendale, the big celebrity. Pro-Am was there today. Several Oilers players, past and present for that matter, uh, in town. By the way, you can get ex more coverage of this by, by going to the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. I talked to uh, left-winger Matt Hendricks about l all the off-season stuff, but, but we started off, of course, with Matt commenting on his golf game. Well, if I can rely on my teammates, I think <laughs> I have a little better chance at that. But no, I'm, uh, I'm out here to enjoy myself, have a lot of fun, and maybe get a few tips from the pros. I mean, there's the old, uh, one of the connections is that hockey players must be good golfers because they have so much time in the summer. I don't know if that's as true as it maybe used to be, though. No, I think you're right. Um, I try to fish a lot more than golf, but, you know, anytime I get to get out for charity tournaments and stuff, I, I try to take advantage of it because it is a lot of fun. All right. Well, I mean, look, you've, you know, no matter what team you're on, there are changes in the summer. There always have been when you've been an oiler, and, and there have been more the, um, this year. First of all, I mean, adding uh, Adam Larson through a much-talked-about trade with, uh, with Taylor going out. So maybe just tell us uh, your experience uh, as, as an oiler when, when that trade went down and what, what went through your head. Well, I think no matter what you, who you asked on the team, we, we all expected something to happen. There was going to be some big shake-ups, some big changes. And, and it happened to be Taylor. We're going to miss him. He's a he's a good teammate of ours and, and a good friend. And you know we wish him the best of luck in Jersey. But I think looking forward in terms of the organizational standpoint, we've got a, a great young player in, in Adam, and he's going to continue to grow his game. And, and he's he's going to be a guy that's going to be leaned on heavily for play a lot of big minutes for us. And and his experience will help. I know he uh, has had some good seasons in Jersey, and, and we really look forward to to having him on our team and getting to know him and and helping, helping this thing turn around. This was a team that has often been criticized for not being physical enough, maybe some nights getting pushed around. And quite frankly, Matt, a lot of times it was, well, if something's going on, Matt Hendricks has to go out there and, and handle it or try to push back a little bit. There have been some additions that have maybe changed that uh, over the last six months, including Lucic this summer. I mean, do you think that that attitude has changed a little bit, that now there's maybe a little bit more of a committee toughness as opposed to maybe you and a Luke Gazdick type? Well, without a doubt, I think, you know, you look at Peter and you look at it, what he's done in the past with his teams in Boston and such, and, and he was very vocal about what he wanted to to change in, in Edmonton when he got here, and, and he made changes immediately. I just think of a few, Eric Griba, for example, getting him from Ottawa, a big heavy defenseman like that, and then picking up Zach Cassian uh, midseason. Um, Obviously, Darnell Nurse coming in a young player, but still adds that, that very physical presence. And then Pat Maroon at the deadline, and now uh, and Luchik at uh, through free agency. It, and I think it's what you want. It, it's almost like every every line 
has that ability now to play that heavy game, that game that, that, that they believe is is um, going to lead to success. And I would have to agree with that because you look at teams that, that don't get pushed out of games, they, they tend to be there especially and have good runs in playoffs. Yeah, Matt Hendricks joining us here. Well, uh, take me back a little bit to uh, the World Championships uh, as well. I mean, you're watching a couple of teammates do very well with right. Talbot and McDavid and, and Hall at the time. So I guess that was encouraging, but maybe your experience, not, not quite what, what you guys were hoping for. Yeah, you know, it, it, was, uh, it was a little bit of a different tournament compared to the season before. Or the summer before, we we seemed to do very well in the route around but play, and you know we had the first seed going into the medal rounds and and lost a, a tough game to um, I'm having a brand to uh, Russia to go to the gold, and and this year was a little bit different. We it took us a little bit longer to adapt. We had a much younger team, um, a lot less experience, and it took us a little bit to to find our our game and to find you know, the way we had to play to be successful. But once we found our game, I thought we were, we, were, we were a good team. We contended, we played hard. We had a very good opportunity to beat Canada there to go to the gold game. And, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately we just couldn't, uh, we couldn't win that one. And, you know, we didn't have anything in the tank come Russia and, and they totally outplayed us. And so it was tough to go home and, and without a medal um, after putting in, you know, a lot of work um, in a short amount of time. But at the time when you're over there playing, it, it's a long time. It's almost a full month, and yeah, it, it's tough to it's tough to walk away without any hardware. Yeah. All right, and just to, uh, another couple looks ahead here to this season. When the schedule comes out, do you start? Okay, that's an interesting homestand. That's a road trip. That's that could be tiring. There, I, I'm yeah. curious as if players do that or if you just know when the first game is. Yeah, you know, I. I a little bit. I don't really look into that though that much. I have to be honest with you. Some players do. Um, I think maybe for me it's just inevitable. You know it's going to be tough, and and I don't want to really think about it. I guess, but um, I don't know. I've never I've never been the kind of guy to, to look over a schedule. Calgary right off the bat though, home and away. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah, going to get to open the new arena and at Rogers Place, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be exciting, and we're going to be a much different team this season. That is Matt Hendricks more into fishing back in his uh, home state of Minnesota than golfing in the offseason. And a, a, a few things there in the breakdown, and, and uh, you want to chime in on anything, text 63630, your phone 780-496-0063. S certainly the recognition there with the, the Larson trade. Adam Larson is going to play some, as Matt said, some very important minutes. For, for the Edmonton Oilers, a, a guy that was used in a highly defensive, I mean, he's a defenseman, but w was put out in, uh, what do we call it, high-pressure defending situations as a New Jersey Devil. Over the last two years, basically if he started a shift, two-thirds of the time it was in his own zone. And, and certainly when the Devils were at home, it was often against the other team's best line. I would expect that to continue with the Edmonton Oilers. If if the people who don't like this trade are ever going to like it, he's probably going to have to become a 30 to 35 point defenseman. He does have a 24 point season. He had just 21 last year uh, with three of those, or, or 18 last year with three of those being goals. So that's that's the we'll see part of it. The advantage is he's only 23. He's not 24 until November. And if I'm going to look on the bright side of acquiring Adam Larson, it is by the time his current contract is up, you're going to have a 27-year-old defenseman who's played around 600 games in the NHL and who might 
be demonstrating more of an offensive upside than he has so far. 780-496-0063. You can text 63630. You're also going to hear from Darnell Nurse, and you will hear from Adam Larson as we roll along. Your home for breaking news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Well, it is a touchdown for Montreal's Deron Carter, and he didn't go push a coach after scoring. That's progress. He can be taught. <laughs> Kevin Glenn to Deron Carter, 21-16 now. Toronto leading the Alouettes, 11-10 left in the third quarter. Carter already tonight, five catches for 124 yards. And a touchdown. So if you have him in DraftKings, you're, you're having good. a good night. I do not. Ah, I do not have him in DraftKings. I'm sure uh, there's a lot of DraftKings players that were upset with the Eskimos Tiger Cats result on the weekend. So, well, yeah, not if you had a lot of op- almost any offense. I was going to say if you had to choose <laughs> though, the for, the, for today, if you had to choose between Mike Riley and Jeremiah Mazzoli, I think more people were. Prior to that, taking Riley over Mazzoli. Who would have wound up with a better draft kicks day? I don't know. Because Riley had more yards, didn't he, in the end? Yeah, but Mazzoli had like all those completions, right? And that counts for something. You don't get something. points for completions. You don't? Just uh, yardage touchdowns. Oh, yeah. okay. Sorry, buddy. Wow. Uh, baseball tonight. Blue Jays leading the Padres 3 nothing in the 8th. The Rockies lead the Orioles 2-1 in the 7th. That's good for the Jays. The Tigers lead the Red Sox 2-1 in the 7th. That is good for the Jays. And in terms of the wild card positioning, Yankees and Astros are tied 1-1 in the 5th. The Blue Jays third in the AL East. They do have the second AL wild card just a half a game up on uh, Houston, who they're going to be playing soon. So uh, anyway, the jockeying for position continues there. Inside Sports on 630, Chet. You can text 630-630. Uh, Greaser says, wasn't Larson drafted as a, an offensive defenseman? You know, that's a good question. Probably, no, I don't think overall. I, I don't think overall he was considered an offensive defenseman. I mean, sure, would have you thought maybe he could get more points than he has? Maybe he will. Mike from the Grove says, uh, Hi, Reed, I'm a lifetime Oiler fan. I bleed blue, but I still think this is the second worst trade in Oilers history. That is Mike from the Grove. Well, we're going to find out. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm always reluctant to uh, make extreme labels on things like this uh, until I actually see how the product on the ice turns out. Um, I, I, under, I understand. I mean, look, I, I was surprised when it went down that way. It's and it's a huge risk, and Shirelli's putting, uh, you know, his his tenure as Oilers general manager. Let me put it this way: the length of his tenure as Oilers general manager could largely depend on the outcome of this trade, and perhaps the outcome of this summer. How does Larson work out? How does Lucic work out? Right? I mean, I don't. I think that is very much how it could turn out. Um, I just think we get quick to label trades, right? Right now, everybody's thrilled about the Patrick Maroon trade. Well, let's see how Maroon plays this season. Let's see him do it for 82 games, right? 
The uh, Cam Talbot trade on Halloween was written off by many of you as a disaster on October 31st. Nobody's really debating it now. So let's see. The Oilers, as the Oilers gave up the flashier player, the more proven player. Absolutely. I cannot argue with that. I cannot argue with the level of risk involved in this trade. Cannot argue with you. Because I, I see it too. Will the team as a whole be better? Because the, the top, despite, despite the Oilers being again in the top 10 in goals four, uh, Todd McClellan said, you know what, there are other playoff teams that, do, that don't score very much, but they allow fewer goals. I, I think what Shirelli and McClellan are looking at here is saying, what if we're 10% better defensively could be enough to make us 30% better as a whole? I think that's what they're going for. But Mike... I am not going to try to convince you to like the trade. I'll try to explain to you why it happened and and what the most positive outcome could be. Because I think it's in in my mind, Mike, it's it's too early to write it off as the second worst trade in Oilers history. I think you just got to see the team play. And again, what if? What if Adam Larson is the Oilers' first or second best defenseman for the next 12 years? That, I mean, hey, if we're going to look at the worst possible outcome, shouldn't we equally consider the best possible outcome? Reality is probably going to land somewhere in the middle. 780-496-0063. You will hear from Adam Larson and Darnell Nurse, both key members of the Oilers' defense corps going forward. Dave Campbell will pop in as well to preview the Eskimo show. We'll keep you updated on the scoreboard, too. This is Adarius Bowman from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Adarius Bowman, big game in the loss against the Hamilton Tiger Cats on Saturday. He and the Eskimos are back at practice. They have a short week. They play Thursday against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It's on 630 Chad, 530 pregame show. They'll boot the ball into the air at 7. All right. Uh, I want to keep going with some texts here because we're, we're getting some really good texts here as we uh, uh, ramp up the Oilers talk a little bit. Mike from the Grove has written back. And, Mike, I'm, I'm glad you wrote back because that was an excellent text you sent, and you've sent another very good one um, that is worth discussing. Uh, Mike says, Reed, I get what you're saying, but, if, for example, you don't trade your – and, I, Kellen, I am not a car guy, so you're going to help me out here. Okay, go ahead. You don't trade your uh, Z06 supercharged vet for a Chevy Cruze. Did I say the names of those cars properly? Yep. Uh, they both do the job, but one does it way better. All right. Mike, first of here, – here's my, here's my counter-argument to that, Mike. And then first of all, let's, let's agree that to some extent I'm splitting hairs here because that's what we do on talk shows – and that I, I hope we've established, Mike, that you and I agree that there's a huge risk to this trade, and I totally understand the criticism of it. And, and I mean, and we've been discussing it to death for a month, and we're going to keep doing it. That's fine. I, I would argue, though, that, that Taylor Hall and Adam Larson don't do the same job. Uh, you, I mean, you can, you can use the, the, the car comparison and, and say they both take me from point A to point B, but the Corvette does it better than the Chevy Cruze. Fair enough. Adam Larson and Taylor Hall both play hockey, but they don't 
have the same job description. That, that would be my counter to that text. Be, the Oilers have, have added something to their lineup that they didn't have. To do that, they gave up something really damn valuable. And that's a left winger who can drive the play and produce points. So that's fair criticism of the trade, but they do not do the same job. And if the Oilers right now were coming back with the same defense core as last season, I think people would be pretty mad if no move had been made at all. So that 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 would be my counter to that, Mike. Now, Mike, I am I am gonna I, I am gonna defend you uh, on something else here because Chris has texted in. He says uh, Chris says the trade has been done. Time to get behind Larson and the team. Nothing productive can come from telling him we think he sucks before he has played a shift. That is from Chris. Now I I will say this to Chris. I feel like I'm arguing with everybody. That's not what I mean to be doing here. I, I don't think Mike from the Grove, though, thinks Adam Larson sucks. I, I don't think he does. And, Mike, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think Mike from the Grove or anybody who has been criticizing this trade or calling it a horrible trade thinks Adam Larson sucks. I, I don't think that at all. I, as a matter of fact, I think, I think almost 100% of Oilers fans would say the defense is better with Adam Larson, if that's all you're looking at. What all there's, I think what people are saying is they, that the Oilers didn't get fair value for Taylor Hall. I think, I think that's the criticism. I don't think Mike from the Grove thinks Adam Larson sucks. I bet if Mike from the Grove gave, gave his scouting report of Adam Larson just as a pure defenseman, he'd probably give him a, pr- a pretty positive review. And he'd probably say, hey, you know what, that's a, that's a good guy to have on the Oilers. I, I just think what the Oilers gave up, and that they didn't get a little more back from New Jersey. I think that's the issue for people like Mike. That, that's all. I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think anybody, at least nobody to me, unless I, I'm missing out something. Nobody to me has said Adam Larson sucks. Nobody to me has said Adam Larson won't help the Oilers' defense core. And I don't think Mike said that. Yellowhead Drinkers texted the show. He says, for sure, the Hall trade is the second worst one in Oilers history. Dealing Yoke and Hesht for two draft picks, for sure, still worse. <laughs> That's a beauty from Yellowhead Drinker, who must be into the Yellowhead a little bit tonight. Uh, Yellowhead, if people don't know, is a brewery in downtown Edmonton that makes a very good lager. Oh, very give good lager. Quick, give him a quick plug there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis and Sylvan Lake. says, uh, I think the armchair coaches are way too far ahead of themselves. We have no idea how the team dynamic will change until they hit the ice. The trade is a big risk, but as a loyal fan, I'm thinking the glass is half full for the upcoming season. Cheers. That is from Travis and Sylvan Lake. Um, well, that, and that, I think that's the crux of it, is how does this lineup work as a whole? Lucic, Larson, Pelliarve added uh, haul out. How will that work as a whole? Will they be, and as Matt Hendricks said, hopefully now there's a little more balance to the lines and every line has a guy who can who can grind it, who can be a little mean. Those types of elements that the Oilers have been lacking. We'll see. We'll see. 
Joe says, hi, Reed. Adam Larson will be better than expected. Well, if he if he chips in more offensively than he has as a devil, then I imagine a lot of people will feel better about the trade. Uh, Ray says, uh, one of your last texters likened the trade to a high-end sports car for an economy car. In reality, they traded a Corvette for a Chevy one-ton diesel. The Oilers already have a Camaro and a Viper, but they didn't have anything to do the heavy lifting on the back end. That is from Ray. Well, let's hear from the one-ton diesel. <laughs> Here's Adam Larson talking to Stoffer at the golf tournament. Adam, now that you've had a few weeks to uh, process things, how's your headspace at with the trade as you roll at Edmonton as part of the uh, Oil Country Championship? Well, good. I, uh, I'm really excited. Uh, I just came here to kind of get opportunity to meet all the all the players and uh, kind of get used to the city a little bit. And so far, it's been really good. It's a it's a completely different environment. I mean, they're gonna know. You know, the fans are gonna know who you are, where you are, wherever you are. You know, there's uh, all due respect to the New Jersey marketplace. It's a little bit different uh, level of intensity from the media in terms of the coverage. Uh, lots gets written, lots gets said. The Swedish guys tend to just roll with the punches. Are you one of those guys that can just kind of kind of handle whatever and kind of go from there? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a big guy on social media or. I'm not a big newspaper guy either, so I mean it's fun when you see the fans are involved too. So that's gonna be it's gonna be a change, but I think that's not in a bad way. It's gonna be a lot of fun, I think. How many conversations have you had with Todd McClellan? Or uh, I mean, obviously Peter would have spoken to you when the deal went down, but there, have there been discussions about maybe how you'd be deployed and what role and that sort of thing? No, I haven't talked to him much. Uh, I guess that's probably probably going to be more now with uh, when I get back yeah. end of August and kind of see the the new rink and all that kind of stuff. But I haven't spoke about any roles or any thoughts about me uh, in that way. So I'm I'm just here right now to look at look at places and and get to know the players. I would assume you you probably have talked to Oscar and Anton, a couple of your you know countrymen. Yeah. yeah. What did they say about it? The only nice things to say about this city and the fans and the organization and all that. So I knew uh, coming. I knew Oscar and Anton from before. So they're both both great guys, and it's going to be a lot of fun to play with those two. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm just trying to think of when the Oilers played New Jersey last year. Did you play? I, I know on the I don't think on the road uh, uh, Connor was in the lineup, but did you play against Connor? Just your thoughts on? I mean, this is a pretty special player that's already developed quite a reputation around the league. Yeah, I think I played against him one time this year, and uh, in the World Championship and end of the season. And of course, he's a special player, and uh, he's still uh, young and learning, and he is he's going to be. A a big part of this organization for for many years to come. All right, and uh, just uh, in terms of one final one for you, it's a little bit different question, but the East versus the West. You know, the Eastern like the Oilers over the last uh, several years have been above the 500 against the Eastern Conference. They've been below 350 against the West. The West, I personally think the West is tougher, and there's better teams at West now. Pittsburgh did win the Stanley Cup. But have you thought at all about maybe that right now? Or are you still you haven't gone down that path? Yet, or, or have you experienced that yourself during your playing career over the last couple of years? 
Not really. I mean, it's it's all different. Uh, we don't. We just play the West team twice a year, and it's a lot of travel out here. That's what I heard from the from the old all the players here. And I mean, it's gonna be be different. But I mean, as soon as you get to, I don't really see any big comparison between the East and the West. I mean, there's some big teams in the West, but there are some pretty big teams in the East too, so I don't really, like, I haven't really seen the that big of this, and I haven't really put you, some thoughts on it yet. You uh, you played with Andy Green the last couple of years. You got some tough zone matchups. You, I think you led the NHL with most defensive zone starts in the entire league. Obviously, Andy helped you, you know, and you guys developed a partnership. You thought about maybe playing with a guy like Oscar Kleffbaum, and I, my guess is you wouldn't be looking at a 70% zone start on the defense. Uh, it would be a little bit more, some more offensive zone opportunities if that was the case. Yeah, we uh, obviously we played against the team's first line and was a lot of defensive starts but you know it's uh it was a good year for me a good learning curve and obviously Andy is a is a really good player and uh playing with Oscar would be I think would fit me pretty good and we'll see once the season starts all the pieces fall in place I guess all right, that is Adam Larson, newest uh, one of the newest members of the Edmonton Oilers in conversation with Bob Stoffer today. Uh, more on him on 630Ched.com. I'll just clean up a few uh, text messages here. Uh, Mike from the Grove writing back. He says, uh, Oilers management are going on hope that he'll be a number two. Uh, they did not get fair value for Hall. If this was McTavish who did this trade, he would be run out of town. Iron says, if you need a, if you have a Corvette but need a pickup, you don't trade it straight across. You get the most you can for the Corvette, and then you buy the pickup for the proper price. You can't judge the trade on future, but on the assets now. Uh, I don't agree with that last sentence at all, Iron. You, you, trades are constantly evaluated throughout the life of the players' uh, careers, I think. Um Uh, Mike in Edmonton says they did not trade a Corvette for a Chevy Cruze. They dealt a vet for a four-wheel drive Hemi rough terrain truck. And uh, Grego says, uh, hey, Reed, just chiming in, uh, shouldn't the big question be, is the team better as a whole with Hall gone and Larson here, uh, not just uh, simply looking at an offensive or defensive improvement? That is from Grego. Well, that's ultimately going how, how it's going to be judged. If they win, everybody will be fine with it, right? You can always text 630-630-780-496-0063. It is 745. We'll hear a little bit from Darnell Nurse and Dave Campbell. will preview the Eskimo show when we get back. Hey, this is Jordan Everly from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. Dave Campbell has the Eskimo Show coming up from 8 to 9. Inside Sports presented by Action Furnace, home of the fixed right or its free guarantee. Visit actionfurnace.ca. Uh, this texture says only in Alberta could we have a full hockey conversation based on vehicle comparisons. Too funny. Uh... Rob says Larson sounded as interested as a rock on his future. And 
The Big L says, Reed, I don't think the Oilers' management were truly counting on Larson to be a top two or even a top four D-man. Well, I disagree with that. I think they are. Uh, Big L goes on to say they needed someone who cost less money and was younger, but realistically it was a trade to make cash room for Lucic. Hopefully Larson is a pleasant surprise. Uh, Morinville Joe. Hey, how are things in Morinville? That's where Jay Onright used to bootleg liquor. Or no, he'd buy, he bought liquor as an underage person. That's what it was, an underage human. Uh, says, it kills me when I hear people say that Larson has to score 20 to 25 goals for it to work out to be a good trade. What if he's responsible for keeping 20 to 25 goals out of our net? Well, that's what they're, I mean, they shaved half a goal per game off their uh, total from 14-15 to 15-16. They shave off that many again, uh, they'll be kind of like a real hockey team. Inside Sports at 630. Dave, I'm going to play uh, Darnell Nurse, and we'll bring you in, okay? Okay. All right. Uh, talk to Darnell Nurse at the golf tournament today about his, his summer. Yeah, it's been good. Uh, it's already late July here, so flying by. But, uh, no, it's been a uh, good summer so far, and uh, looking forward to, to getting back out here for good. How close attention did you pay to the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs? Are you a guy that will watch all the rounds in the cup final, or do you, do you get away from the tube? Uh, a little bit of both. I think you, you go through spurts, you watch, and then, uh, you know, you, you don't watch. I, uh, one of my friends I play with in uh, Sault Ste. Marie is Matt Murray, so I kind of kept tabs on him, but, uh, you know, it's something that you watch it, you want to be a part of it, so it's uh, kind, of, kind of shy away from it some days. He was a pretty amazing story, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was for sure. Uh, definitely earned, I think. Uh, if any guy who's ever played with him or, or been around him knows that uh, it was only a matter of time. Uh, I don't know if anyone thought it would be this early, but uh, yeah, it was uh, a lot of fun to see him go out there and uh, you know, play a huge role in, in uh, them getting a cup. There are always changes in the summer. Obviously, uh, you're going to have a new guy back on defense with you with Larson. You guys drafted Pugliarve, who might be able to play, and uh, Milan Lucic is going to be on the team. Let's start with him because he granted you a, a bit of a bout uh, last season. What do you think it's going to be like to have him as a teammate? Yeah, obviously, you get a guy like that is. Uh, such a monster to play against, uh, and you get to add to your roster. I think uh, there's always an advantage to that. So it's going to be uh, a lot of fun to have him on our on our team now, and not have to, to go out there and play against him. I mean, from playing against him, just tell people what he's like to go into the corners with or battle in front of the net with. Yeah, big, strong. Uh, you know, as long as he's tough, he can play the game. You know, and then finds uh, finds himself in the right spot. So it's uh, like I said, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun to have him uh, on our side now. What do you think about the roster with him? Cassian was added last year. Maroon was added last year. You're a guy people talk about who you know can play with aggression and play a little nasty when when you need to. Do you think the attitude of the team might be different? Does it feel like that's changed over the last six months or so? Yeah, I think it's definitely. Uh you know, you, you come in every night, you don't want to be pushed around. Uh, I think uh, there's definitely enough guys here uh, to not only uh, stick up for each other, but also kind of impose our own will and, and put our own uh, own tag on a game. So I think uh, you know, for us, it'll be good to go out there and, and, and have that element of uh, size and, and strength, and uh, you know, it'll be a hard team to play against. Just maybe, uh, I know I'm asking you this mid-July, and I'll probably ask you in a training camp, but, uh, you know, personal expectations for, for you this year. Uh, I mean, uh, obviously you improved throughout last year, so how do you how do you look at going into this season? 
Yeah, obviously you get a year under your belt, and that you know, year's year's big, uh, knowing the league and, and things like that. So uh, I come in and, and try to make an impact, you know, not, uh, on, on a nightly basis, and just try to help uh, the team win. I think that's my expectation for myself, um, just to, to go out there and be a, a steady player uh, night in, night out. All right, and finally, how's your golf game? My golf game is definitely not something to brag about, so this will be a, this will be a fun day uh, for everyone watching me. I think they'll be able to make uh, make fun of my game, so yeah, definitely looking forward to that. That is uh, Darnell Nurse uh, checking in. Talked to him this morning before he teed off in the Celebrity Pro-Am at the Oil Country Championship. More coverage on that, more on Adam Larson on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. The Blue Jays have won 4-2 over the Padres. The Tigers are leading the Red Sox 4-1 in the 8th. The Rockies and Orioles are tied 2-2 in the 9th. The Astros and Yankees are tied 1-1 in the 7th. So... We will see if uh, the Blue Jays can make up any ground on Baltimore. They will uh, close a little bit closer to uh, to Boston. 30-16, Toronto leads Montreal. 12 and a half minutes left in tonight's CFL game as Toronto tries to win at BMO Field for the first ever time. Dave Campbell has the Eskimo show coming up from 8 to 9 tonight. Well, Dave? Yes. The uh, sun did come up Sunday morning. <laughs> Uh, the Eskimos did practice today. They did. Are they, are they a rattled team? I don't know if they're a rattled team. I guess we'll find out Thursday. It didn't appear that they were rattled, but it did appear that they uh, clearly had a big, big lesson. You know, one of those learning points in the season. That was a big learning point on Saturday. So, you know, how will they respond? I, I You would hope and I would think that they would come out with a lot of you know, with a lot of gumption and a lot of, uh, I don't know, what word would you, I can't, I can't use the words I want to say, but let's just say they'll have a, they'll have a, a, a renewed focus. And a lot of people are saying, well, I wouldn't want me to be the Bombers and play the Eskimos. Some people say, well, maybe the Bombers can capitalize on a mentally frazzled team, and maybe they are. I don't know. But uh, today was, you know, you saw focus. There wasn't a lot of joking around today, I'll tell you. There's a lot of focus and a lot of uh, scowls on the faces and a lot of, you know, serious looks. So you'll hear from some of those people. We'll hear from Jason Moss. We'll hear from Mike Riley. We'll hear from Pat Watkins. We'll also hear from Morley Scott. And we'll also hear from Blake Dermott. Uh, I had a text asking, how's J.C. Sherrod? Because he missed he's a good. couple series, didn't he? He's good. Yeah, he practiced today. He's okay. okay. So he's laboring. I mean, there's clearly something going on with uh, the ankle or the foot. But he's he's battling out there. No Justin Sorensen today, and no long snapper uh, Ryan King. Whoa. So we'll right. see what happens tomorrow. All right, practice. Dave sliding in to host the Eskimo show for me tonight. We are back tomorrow. Inside Sports on 6:30. Chet, uh, gonna be fun. We got a very special guest, one of the uh, top Canadian athletes of all time. But we'll just leave it at that for now. Producer of the show is Dave Campbell. Studio producer this evening is Kellen Kennedy. Thanks for everybody who called and texted. Always good to talk to you. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.